This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Mike, like you and like most of us right now, I'm watching this chaos at the Capitol. Um, evacuations, lockdown, shelter in place. This is just the words and, and the developments that we've been hearing this afternoon within the last 20 minutes. Broken glass, police, police guns drawn. Um, Nancy Pelosi, Mike Pence, Chuck Grassley all evacuated. Pipe bomb reports. Uh, some tear gas, requests from the Speaker and the Mayor of D.C. for the National Guard, which, by the way, you want to talk about pictures of white privilege? If this were a Black Lives Matter protest, the National Guard would already be out. They'd be dead. This would already be rolling. They'd be dead. Exactly. This would be over already. Okay. They would be dead. Um, but let me just say this, and I'll pass it to you to get just your visceral, real-time reaction. Mike, yeah. Is that in America, we have the right to peacefully assemble. We have the right to protest. There ain't a damn thing American about what you're seeing on your television right now out of D.C. Right. There's nothing American about this, okay? This is, this is the act of what I've been calling and who I've been calling a domestic terrorist mobilizing terrorists at right. our Capitol on what should be a ceremonial process, a formality of certifying Joe Biden's legitimate election, okay? And it's come to this at the encouragement and the behest and the direction of our so-called sitting president. So I hope everybody's satisfied with themselves, who voted for him to begin with, voted for him again, for him and twice. supported this madness. Exactly. Supported this madness all the way through. Because you want to talk about disrespecting the flag? I think about, I think about the conversation around kneeling for the anthem. You want to talk about right. disrespecting the flag? That's disrespecting the flag. To have the flag out there like you're, you're being an American? No, those are zealots. Those are sore losers at, at best and zealots at worst. Ain't a damn thing American about that, Michael Holly. Same my country. Well, listen. Same, this, ain't, yeah, this, ain't, this, ain't, this ain't America we're watching right now. It's something else. Well, Mike, we know, as you just referenced, you know, the conversation around uh, professional athletes and their protests and their peaceful protest, how that was corrupted and turned into something that the opposition wanted it to be. So we never, anybody with a, a, a lick of sense uh, knew that that was not an accurate representation of what people were protesting. Nobody, nobody, nobody really felt for that. So that was a narrative, that was a messaging. Nobody bought that. But this is much more substantive, this is much more serious, and it is on everybody. Everybody, if you have never, from 2016 to the present, if you have never said anything against this president, as he talked about good people on both sides, as he said, get those SOBs off the field, as he talked about S-hole countries, as he said, go back to where you came from, as he never really rebuked white supremacy, as he made light of his misogyny, uh, and as he made light of his xenophobia, and he talked about build the wall, and he talked about Pocahontas, and he talked about lock her up, 
And, and he went on and on trying to get the message that he wanted, trying to tailor the law to his own purposes and would not back down even after losing the election. If you didn't stand up and say something during that time, this is on you. This is what you have brought about too. Nobody, nobody has done anything to say this is enough, not strongly enough. Hey, all of his aides, don't say it was out of your control. Don't say I'm working for a paycheck. I had no power. Anybody who was silent is complicit in this. And I'm sorry. Look, hey, I I'm, I'm going to be real here. I'm going to be real. And I know you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do this because you're supposed to be neutral and, and, and be reasoned. No. If you voted so for him a second time, it's on you too. If you voted for him a second time, it's on we, we, you yeah. as we've well. We've this established this. We've established is yeah. what Absolutely. you have asked for. This is what you asked for. This is what you asked for. This is we this is what we asked for. We we've been over this. We've been over that very point. That the people who continue to support him, that we are reaping what they sowed. We've been over that. But the thing about it though, Michael, is that this was not. This wasn't a surprise, what we're seeing right now. This is something that we speculated about. This is our worst fears come to light. But to see it, to actually see it play out the way we thought it could when he said to stand back and stand by. The way we thought it yep. could when he asked Mike Pence to overthrow or to overrule the results as if that's a real thing. The amount of time wasted in the past few days explaining that that's not what the vice president of the United States can do. You know, Michael, in law, they say, it's not what you believe, it's what you can prove. Right. In this case, it doesn't matter what you can prove because they can't prove anything because it was the most secure election in history. It matters that he successfully got people to believe that this election was stolen. And of course, Michael, I was being facetious when I said you want to talk about disrespecting the flag. But that was what these very same people, these people right here, most of those people, I am going to paint with a broad brush and say most of them were offended by protests during the national anthem. Most of them used the straw man argument or the red Not most argument of them. No, no, no. Of, hey, come of, on. All of them. No, Michael. Mike. Okay, fine. I'm, All of you. them. Du duly noted. Those those people feel like they have a monopoly on what it means to be a patriot. Okay? That's not what you're doing right now. Because these United States, through a secure election, voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And last night, voted for John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, who we'll recognize momentarily. So this temper tantrum that they're throwing collectively, I hope you're happy with yourselves because I just want to know on Fox News, are they, are they calling for law and order right now? Are they calling these people right. thugs right now? Of course not. No, they're not. This is, this is something that, that Donald Trump enjoys right now. This, is a, this was never... Oh, oh, this was oh never you, saw him, you, you saw his last tweet though, Michael? Be, be peaceful. Respect the police. Talk about a day late, a dollar oh. short. Did you see him tweet that a little right. while ago? Okay. On, Look, this was never. This was never about uh, democracy. This was never about governing for him. This was a show. This is a publicity stunt. This is a president who I would say 
the most dangerous president of the last two centuries. And I'm including Woodrow Wilson, who showed birth of a nation uh, at the Oval Office in the White House in the early 1900s. I'm including a known racist. The most dangerous president of the 20th and 21st century, Donald Trump, because he doesn't believe in democracy. He doesn't believe Never in, in, in the infrastructure that is in place, the traditions that are in not place. Not only does he not believe to, it, to not does he not believe it, Michael, peaceful he doesn't transfer know power. them. Not only does he not believe them, I don't mean to interrupt you, I'm just interjecting, he doesn't know them. That's a, he, doesn't know any, he doesn't know anything. He truly believes that it's, it was in Mike Pence's powers to somehow undermine the election results. This idiot actually believed that and is, and is right. now angry because Pence didn't do it. Sorry, go ahead, continue. No, no, but, but that's, that's what it's all about. It's, it's, it has been, since he got there, it has been making moves. It's, it's Donald Trump's version of, of chess. It's not even political chess. It's just his version of how the world should work and has nothing to do with the Constitution, has nothing to do with the will of the people. It is, this is what I want to see happen. I'm going to get people in place, and if they do what I want them to do, They'll stay. They'll be friendly to me. Even if I agree with 99 things that they say, but they say one thing that is against me, I'm going to move on from them. I'm going to call them names. I'm going to bully them. See, I'm just so disappointed. I'm disappointed uh, in, in, so many, uh, in so many people, in so many people today. Like, obviously, if you're a Republican senator, if you're a Republican member of Congress, uh, if you are like, and we'll get to them in a second, uh, the two senatorial candidates in Georgia, one of, one of whom said proudly on the campaign trail, I've agreed with President Trump 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. I'm the only senator who's done it 100% of the time. So obviously those people uh, are disappointing because they have positions of power and they haven't said anything. But I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in, in our profession where we have yeah. talked about him. We have tried... To, to make, we've tried to frame him in we've a way. normalized it. Yes, that, that yes, he is, yes. Like this is a, a, yes. This is our president. And so this is what, yes. this is how we cover a president. No, yes. it, it, as, a, as a journalist, you are, yes. you're talking about that, that first, that rough draft of history. You've got to know when the draft is changing. You've got to yeah. know when something is unusual. That's the definition of news, something we haven't seen before, something unusual. So as a journalist, you can't sit back and cover him like this, you covered somebody this, 30 years ago. This is why I kept hammering the people. I kept hammering. I keep going back to 2016 because when people not only voted for him or acted like he was the lesser of two evils between him and Hillary Clinton, that there was some false equivalence between him and Hillary Clinton, like they were equal candidates and you admit, and it's like, oh, you know what? I, I'm going to go with Trump. I'm going to look past X, Y, and Z because of A, B, and C, and he's better than her and her emails. But even when we covered and discussed Donald Trump from the beginning, you're absolutely right, Michael. And it's, we always assigned a level of respect that he didn't deserve, that he didn't even show his office, that he didn't even show the position. He does not respect anything that does, that does not serve his personal interests. And yet you're absolutely 100% right, and it's what's pissed me off for the last four years, is that it took people way too long to start simply using the word lie. They want to say right. oh, falsehoods, untruths, uh, yeah, inaccuracies, exactly. fact checks. He's a yeah. damn liar. And, at, liar. And, and on his best day, he's just a liar. 
You're absolutely right. This is as much about the people, not just people who voted for him, but the people who stood by idly and didn't go hard enough at him and the people who support him. Because like I've been saying, I'm going to say it again. There are two people in this country right now. There are Americans and there are Republicans. Which one you want to be? It's as simple as that. Right. This is black and white for me. And, Which one you want to be? And, and here's the other one. You know, here's the other thing. That I, th what happens in the House, what happens in any House uh, is either uh, condoned or rejected by the parent. Am, am I talking to somebody? You know I'm, you know I'm right, <laughs> okay? If, if, if something is going well in your house... Wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We all serious. You went full preacher just now. You went full yeah, yeah. preacher. Hey, <laughs> you just said, hey. <laughs> you just said instinctively, am I talking to somebody? That was a great moment of levity. Am I talking to somebody? You know I'm right. <laughs> Boy, Look, if you don't say turn to your neighbor. Go ahead, finish. Hey, Go hey, ahead. Hey, hey, hey. Turn, turn to your neighbor and say, I know that's right. Hey, type it in the chat. That's what they say now. Type it in the chat. I-K-T-R. I know that's right. Amen. Look, but if things happen in your house, if things good things are happening to your house, that you and Sarah are responsible for that. When, when yeah. somebody comes to you and says, oh, your son is so polite, oh, your daughters are so sweet, you say thank you because you have a say in that. But when things go left, especially if you don't control it, you're responsible as well. And that's what's happening right now because the people, the American people who, and I'm going to, they are Americans, the American people, whether they want to realize it or not, whether they want to act like it or not, they're Americans. Mm -hmm. Those who voted for Donald Trump are simply mirroring his behavior. They're parroting his talking points because he's convinced that a guy who got the most votes in the history of the country for a runner-up. Let me just say that again. The most votes of any runner-up in history, the second most yeah. votes ever in the country, yeah. has convinced people that the will of the people was not heard. It has convinced people yeah. that their voice was not heard. Yes, your voice was heard, but... Everybody doesn't think like you. I mean, that's like a lesson you give to like a, a, a six or seven-year-old. Just because you think it doesn't doesn't mean that everybody agrees with you. Michael, Shockingly, four years ago, there were seven million more people who disagreed yeah. with you. Your voice was heard. You were active. Yes. You got out there. Good for you. You voted. That's win a good American. Win do. some, you lose but you some. Lost. Four years ago, we were told when people like me refused to call him a president. Remember, not my president, okay? Oh, he is right. your president, respect it, okay? You lost, live with it, deal with it. Love it or leave it, we were told. We've been told that oh, my yeah. whole life, been told that for centuries, love it or yep. leave it, okay? Mm -hmm. Dim the brakes, guys. <laughs> it was the most secure right. election in history. You lost, that's it, okay? You don't, you don't, you don't get, to, you don't get to, to, to kick and scream when it's your turn, we had to accept the last four years. We had to eat it the last four years. Even when Russia hacked our election, we had to accept that. We had to accept the results. We had to yep. concede. Hillary Clinton had to concede. And now you want to storm the Capitol and, and, and stage a coup? Have you lost your mind? Oh, wait, you absolutely have lost your collective minds. This is what I want. This is what I want to know. What, if anything, is, is somebody going to do about it in the White House, 
on the Supreme Court, what are you going to do about it now? Mm -hmm. have, have I got your attention yet? Have we got your attention yet? Where you have this outside the White House? Do we have we your have attention? We have exactly two weeks. We have exactly two weeks until Inauguration Day, right? January 20th. I want to know, because even though this isn't shocking given the rhetoric, and we kind of, we, we, we didn't, I mean, it's still, again, it's still incredible to watch these pictures and be like, wait, this is America right now. But nonetheless, right. it's like, okay, we should have seen this coming. Clearly, they weren't prepared enough and thought that this was going to be business as usual on certification day to have proper security beyond the Capitol Police. Again, where's the National Guard? Still looking for, still looking for the Billy Club beatdowns, still looking for the arrests, yeah. still looking for the violence, okay? Uh, more tear gas. I don't see enough smoke for my liking, quite honestly. Okay, but what's going to happen on January 20th? What's going to happen between now and January 20th? This isn't going to be some quick uprising and, they're, and it's going to be, you know, squashed and, and we're moving on. And okay, that was crazy yesterday. What, remember what happened yesterday? It's like, this, this isn't going to end. These scenes, these pictures aren't going to end uh, any time soon. Uh, Gary, did we lose Michael? I can hear you. Can Michael, you hear me? You can, you can hear me? Oh, you're back? Oh, that perfect. I can hear you. Hey, can you hear listen, me? Ain't, listen, ain't nothing stopping this show. And that leads me to what I want to say real quick about last night, because we're coming up on break, Michael, if I may. Yeah. Since you took me to church can, a second ago, I want to take you to church. Because right, I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep much last night, but I slept well. I slept well because Raphael Warnock defeated Kelly Leffner. I slept well because John Ossoff appears to have defeated David Perdue. And I, and, I, and I had this, you know how they say you wake up with a song on your heart? I had yeah. a song on my heart that we used to sing in, in historic Second Baptist Church at 2505 Marengo Street in New Orleans, Louisiana when I was There it is. Out. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you know it too. It, I'm a saying for you. I've got goes, a feeling. Victor no, it goes like this. Victory is mine. Victory, Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I yeah. told Satan. Get thee behind. <laughs> Victory today is mine. It goes joy is mine. It goes peace is mine. We got the Senate, whether you like it or not. We got the White House, whether you like it or not. And by we, I mean the good guys. We, I mean, the, the, uh, I mean not just the Democrats, Big D, but I mean the people who still believe in democracy. There's an opportunity for there to actually be some functioning democracy moving forward. So, Michael, if I may, will you say, you say what you say, give your last word before we go to break. But I want Gary, before we go to break, to play just some of what Reverend, Do Reverend Raphael Warnock said last night when he accepted his victory. But, Michael, you get the last word before we play that. Go right ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this uh, real quick. I mean, we are, uh, we are definitely sons of the church, Michael Smith, because uh, I, I had the song, the song I had on my heart was, I've <laughs> got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Oh, and, and, and it is, despite what we see. Yeah. Uh, yes. Outside the Capitol. Will be. It is. I'm hopeful too. You yes. think about yes. this. Reverend Warnock, I know you've spent a lot of time on sermon prep and hey, what am I going to preach this Sunday or next Sunday? You never have to think about another sermon again. You, If you're struggling <laughs> for a sermon, think about your own story. Uh, uh, one of 12 kids growing up in the projects, growing up in the projects, and you become the first black Democrat in the history of the country to be elected to the Senate. Don't tell me what God can't do. <laughs> With from, God, from, nothing is impossible. I'm going to preach. From the, I'm going to preach, from, Reverend. From the, 
from the South, not just from Georgia, not just from formerly Confederate Georgia, but the first black man from the South elected to That's amazing. the U.S. Senate. He spoke about it. He spoke about it last night. Here's just a sample of what Reverend Warnock uh, had to say before we go to break. In the words of Dr. King, who grew up just a few blocks from where I'm sitting right now, we are tied in a single garment of destiny. We are caught up in an inescapable network of mutuality. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. I remember my dad in this moment. He used to wake me up every morning at dawn. It was morning, but it was still dark. It's dark right now, but morning comes. And scripture tells us that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Let us rise up, greet the morning, and meet the challenges of this moment. Together we can do the necessary work and win the future for all of our children. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit, credit to the people. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, They'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. Are there any objections to counting the certificate of vote of the state of Arizona that the teller has verified appears to be regular in form and authentic? Mr. Vice President, I, Paul Gosar from Arizona. For what Sports purpose does the gentleman from Arizona rise? I rise up for myself and 60 of my colleagues to object to the counting of the electoral ballots from Arizona. Uh, is the objection in writing and signed by a senator? Yes, it is. It is. All right, look, uh, Mike, after last night, I said, I can't wait to talk to uh, Dr. Jason Johnson, but I was talking about Georgia. I was talking, I wanted to yeah. get his take on. Uh, Raphael yeah. Warnock and John Ossoff, uh, potentially in the case of Ossoff, you know, winning Georgia. We know Warnock won and Ossoff looks like he's on the verge of it. But now with this today, Doc Johnson, the one thing that came to my mind was your conversation with Donnie Deutsch. We, we talked about the last time you were on. Exactly. And you said, hey, it's about to get worse. And he said, don't worry about it. Hey, you, you told us so. Unfortunately, you told us so, didn't you? And, you know, guys, it's interesting. You know, so today I'm, I'm wearing this shirt for a reason, right? This is, this is a Puna House shirt. Do you guys know what Puna House is? Any of you know? Puna House is Barack Obama's high school. 
It's actually where he went to high school in Hawaii. And the reason I have this on today is because the, the genesis of all of this is nothing more complicated than a good 25 to 30% of the American population that hates black people more than they love democracy, that hates mm. black people more than they love death, it, 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 Ooh, they, they, more than they fear death. Ooh. They are full yeah. of unmitigated, unquestioned white supremacy and hate. And it all came from having this black president. What we're seeing happening in this country right now, as we speak, as we're talking on this show, and, and you know, I don't know if you guys have, I've got screens, you know, in my office yep. here, as yep. is hundreds and hundreds of white people attempting a coup. This is not a protest. It's not an insurrection. It's a coup. They think that if they take over the Capitol building, that they can somehow perpetually delay the counting of electoral votes and keep Joe Biden from becoming president. This is a coup. This is the intention. Every single one of these people should be in jail. And this is a testament to what we have been saying for decades. And in particular this year, anybody who pays attention, the old 1960s protest chant, the cops and the Klan go hand in hand. Because if there were one scintilla of the number of black people who attempted to do something like this in Washington, DC, it would be a Kent State massacre. Man, and that's please. what we're seeing right now. We, we look. We wouldn't. My, real talk. We wouldn't do it because we know better. Because we know that. Exactly. That's right. We know exactly. we couldn't pull nothing like this. We know we, we couldn't storm we, nobody's capital. <laughs> and we'd left be shot before it. we got to the fence. We'd be shot before I'm we still, got to the fence. You got better These sources than us. Can you tell us what a national guard is yet? I mean, no. have they dispatched? Where the tanks? Where the militarized police? tanks, militarized police, tear gas. I remember all these people coming out in force when you just had regular protesters and and Donald Trump wanted to clear out people in front of a church so he could stand there with a Bible upside down. That's what's going on here. And and, and Michael, I'm glad you mentioned it because this is what I was saying to Donnie Deutsch. This is what I was saying to Donnie Deutsch. This is what I've been saying to anybody. Everybody else, and you know, I'm always careful when I tell my students this as far as encouraging what to watch. I was like, watch foreign news. Watch how foreign news is covering this right now. This is yeah. ethnic conflict, okay? If we saw, we, we're all old enough to remember this, when we see pictures of random people, not on a state capitol, not, not a tour bus, they are in the nation's legislative building overthrowing it. And if we saw this in Egypt, and if we saw this in Tunisia, and if we saw this in Nigeria or Kenya or the Philippines, we would be sending in the United Nations. That's what we're looking at right now. But I don't understand why you and, and me and, 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 you know, we, we were the only ones that could see this. It happened in Michigan. Yes. Like was, I mean, they, they start, yeah. this isn't the first time that we exactly. have, I mean, exactly. we've seen in, in, in the last few weeks, we have seen Proud Boys and so-called protesters taken to the street, taken yep. to the streets in D.C. This, yep. like, what did you think? Did you think he was talking to hear himself talk? When he said, stand back and stand by, and you're absolutely right. This is white victimhood. This is, they're taking our country from us, and we ain't standing for it no more. You, you are 100% correct that this is a continuation of 2008. 2016 was their repudiation of 2008 through 2016. But here's my question to you, Doc. How much worse will it get from here? Yeah. Well, Especially it, over the Michael. next two weeks leading to January 20th. 
Yeah, it's it's just going to get worse and worse. Look, this is this is how a Handmaid's Tale started. I, I look at this crowd and I think to myself, as much as we have Secret Service and NASA security, and I don't want to see this. No one wants to see this. But they've already said that there are people there who are armed. What happens if there's a Nashville suicide bomber in there? Mm. What if there are five? What if there are six or seven people who run into the building and set fires? What do yeah. we do then? Wow. What do we do if the dais is set on fire? Do they, is there some ceremonial thing where it's like, well, actually, if we don't have the technical chamber where we vote, we have to delay? That's the goal here. It's a coup. He's been talking about this since the man got into office. And what frightens me, honestly, guys, what frightens me more than this crowd of people is the ambivalence and the lack of concern and the lack of realization on the part of so much leadership in this country. Look, I know that this is yeah. what Donald Trump wanted, so that's fine. But what I'm thinking about is city police and governors and everything else like that. There should have been nothing but the army out there because they knew that this was coming. What, what worries yeah. me is I don't think these people realize that political assassinations are next on these people's list. You realize that. They were going to kill mm -hmm. Governor Whitmer. But if you saw yeah. the rest of their crazy plan, they were going to continue to kill Democratic elected officials until they got what they wanted. They killed one of my oldest friends, Clementa Pinckney. That was an assassination by Dylan Roof. This is not theoretical. And I don't think, yeah. and, when, and when Joe Biden, who just got his entire power base uh, basically validated by black voters turning out and putting two Democratic senators in the Senate so he can actually get something done and put Mitch McConnell out of a job. And his response to that is to pick Merrick Garland as the attorney general. He needs a wartime consigliere here. I don't think Merrick Garland is going to go after these people the way we need someone to go after these people. Speaking of yeah, wartime, and, and, real quick, no, Michael, that was, just, just, to, just to, for accuracy, uh, and it, I, I missed this. This was from a half hour ago. So a source tells uh, you know, Aaron Davis that the Defense Department de actually denied the request. They denied yes. the request by D.C. officials yes. to deploy the National Guard to the Capitol. I didn't realize it would have been denied. I knew Pelosi and, 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 and the mayor had requested the National Guard. Didn't know it was actually denied. So when I was asking, yes. where's the National Guard? I'm, I, I thought eventually they may show up. Wishful thinking. Go ahead, Holly. Sorry. Well, no, I was going to say, you know, Doc Johnson, I, I love the reference to The Handmaid's Tale, which is an excellent book and show. And, and before we become the Republic of Gilead, uh, how does how does somebody or, or who is that somebody that needs to step in and say, we've got to take dramatic measures because we've never seen anything like this before? Is that coming from the Supreme Court? We know it's not going to come from the Oval Office. Who is it? Who's the onus on now to kind of. You know, get him out of there and get, take away right. his platform because he is. He is the source of the issue. He's the problem, President Trump. So there are two things that I think need to happen, like, immediately. One, there has to be a speech by the president-elect. Um, two, you have to have, and look, maybe the Department of Justice won't do it. Maybe the FBI won't do it. Um, but the president-elect might need to say so. He needs to say out loud right here, right now. Because at some point, sometimes you have to accelerate things. You have to accelerate things in order to solve the problem, right? We're going to have to break your whole leg because the whole thing was fractured anyway. They need to make it clear from now on that anybody engaging in seditious acts, anyone engaging in terrorism and violence to pretend, prevent the regular flow and organization and processes of the federal government will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, including the, president, the current president of the United States. Joe Biden needs to make it clear you're going to jail for this because yep. this is from Donald Trump. 
This is not an accident. And I'm glad, Michael, that you pointed out the fact that the Department of Defense said you guys can't have the National Guard is because he wanted this to happen. They're not at the right White now. House. He wants this there because he thinks that he can somehow stall and stall and stall and stall and stall. And I'm telling you all, this is just a bunch of people showing up in the building because a lot of police officers aren't taking their jobs as seriously as they should. These people, well, most of, which, of these people aren't armed. They can tear gas them if they wanted to. Speaking of which, I, I mean, I'm looking right now, I'm looking over my monitor shoulder on the, in the TV, so I don't, I don't know if you guys can see it. Uh, one person confirmed shot inside yep. the U.S. Capitol. They're showing this yep. video, this looping video of this officer who happens to be black being charged. I don't know, I'm sure what building he's in right now, but he's running up the steps. Yep. Like, we wa I'm watching this in real time, running up the steps from, um, from I, I, I hate to even call them protesters. Yeah, because they're, they're not. Terrorists. It's, it's, they're zealots. They're, they're not protesters. Yeah. And they're yeah. more than yeah. zealots, though. Zealots, is, that's still understating. Yeah. yeah. Because, because what's, what's, zealots, zealots imply a Give me the faith. word. Yeah, zealots yeah, give me the imply word. a faith. Well, they their faith in, in their God, Donald Trump. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm using that. They seem to worship Donald Trump. But, go, but what, what, tell me the word. But, Mike, I, would, no I wouldn't even say. What should we call they're, them? They're, they're just white nationalist terrorists. It, because here's the thing, yeah. because a, 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 zealot, a zealot has a belief in some sort of religion. I mean, Al-Qaeda has a belief in some twisted version of Islam that nobody who actually practices Islam has ever recognized before yeah. because they're essentially a death cult. These people, they worship whiteness and white supremacy, and Donald Trump is just their pastor and their avatar. That's it. Because even when Donald Trump has told people to not engage in this behavior, they still do. And I've said this in many, many places. And I think especially as African-Americans and black and brown people, we got to understand whatever kind of safety and security you have at your home. Because I promise you, if they're doing this to Washington, D.C. right now, they're coming to a neighborhood near you. They're coming to your suburb. They're coming to your schools. They're coming to your grocery stores. That's what happens next. Because that's how terrorism operates. You frighten people so that they won't do anything. Look, where do you think all these school shooters have gone with all their pent-up energy? They're down in D.C. Yeah. right now. And next they're going to be smiling. in Philly and they're going to be in Pittsburgh. I'm smiling because what you just said and the reality of what you just said is the same type of fear-mongering that so much policy exactly. and politics is built around. Exactly. That we, we... We're coming to their suburbs. We're gonna yep. we're gonna rape and kill you and pillage you. So we got you know like so that so but this is real though. We, we're actually yep. seeing this play out. That's a myth. Mm -hmm. That's fabricated. This is yep. this. We're actually seeing this play out. Um, yeah. I guess, can, we, you know can we pivot? Oh, go ahead, right. Go ahead, right. Well, let me let me just ask. One, I want to ask one more question uh, to mm -hmm. Doc Johnson because I think you know you should be on Biden's staff in some way. <laughs> you should be on the cabinet. Okay. Because you got some I don't real have the right, here. I don't have the right demographic qualifications. <laughs> ooh, ooh, we're going in already, already. That kind of ties in. That kind of ties into my question because Donald Trump, since Donald Trump has already trampled on every uh, democratic institution, every democratic tradition, and a lot of people on both sides have stood by and watched it happen. Well. Why does the inauguration have to be on January 20th? Right. Hey, th th these, are, these are extreme times now. Like, he got to get out, man. Like, it, it, if, yeah. if we were, you keep Didn't saying, we talk about that before? what would happen Why to black folks so long? If, if we were there, if, if we were there acting like that, it would oh, be yeah. like, hey, let's bring, we're going to bring the sheriff. We're going to bring right. the padlock. You got to get your stuff out of here. You up, you out. 
Right. But didn't, why not? But didn't we talk about this before, guys? Didn't we talk about this before? Like, why is this, especially in, under these circumstances, the damage that he has done during this transition? You yeah, know, it's like, awful. Why did it, why, like, traditionally and historically, it's been this long. That's too much time the to worst. give somebody like him to, to burn the place down on the way out. And, and guys, I got to tell you, this is not just, it's not just that this is the beginning and not just that it becomes worse once he's out of office. If Donald Trump is not held accountable, and I, I, people, it's, 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 and I know the Biden administration is full of very, very smart people. They're full of international specialists who see this kind of thing happen around the world. There's nothing going on here but American arrogance to think that the experiment that we've never really uh, uh, sort of administrated properly, to think that this experiment can last forever without vigorously fighting to maintain it. If you don't yeah. hold Donald Trump accountable, if he's not arrested, and at this point, you can draw a line directly. Look, circumstantial evidence. People are asking for protection, and he fails to call for federal protection of a process that will remove him from office. After we, I mean, how much more evidence is there that the man's attempting to commit a coup? We caught him on tape four days ago trying to rig an election in the state of Georgia and threatening people there. Yeah. If he's not held accountable, the country will continue down this path of violence. Do you think that whatever it is that constrains this man now, and the only thing that constrains him now is the fact that he is president of the United States. So there are people around him who occasionally say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to send that. Once this man is gone and no one can stop him from saying whatever it is he wants to do and no one can hold him accountable except through prosecution, we will see this ad nauseum. And by the way, because we already saw this with Russia, don't think that him and his cronies aren't running through on a smash and grab through all of our national security systems right now and selling whatever isn't locked down because mm -hmm. that's what they're doing. And they're giving yeah. it to white nationalists and they're giving it to foreign agencies and they're selling us out eight ways to Sunday. We can't deal with two more weeks of this. Well, he's going to, he's going to, I've been saying, he's going to continue to govern. Like this right. idea, I was telling Michael, transition of power, let's just, we've got to stop saying that. Because it's right. not about the lack of it being peaceful. Nothing's being transferred. Like, he's going <laughs> exactly. to maintain power and authority and influence from Mar-a-Lago or Trump Tower, wherever he decides to do it, he's going to continue right. to govern those 70-plus million people. And it's not just I'll, just, I'll just make one addition to what you just said about him being arrested. It's the people who have enabled him in Congress as well, who right. brought this on and supported this. This was supposed to be a normal day. Since you got a Wakanda background, which yes. you got to send me, by the way. You got to, like, send it to both of us, um, <laughs> okay. please. Let's go to Wakanda, the closest thing we got to Wakanda, and that's Atlanta or Georgia. Yes. Stand up. Lo you know, I, I lo love wings. Georgia. Yes, praise God and praise <laughs> Georgia. Um, how did you process? We, we, we were hopeful. You had your ear to the ground, yeah. your ear to the street. We were hopeful that this would be the result. It seems like it's going to be the result. Democratic control in the Senate, but specifically Reverend Warnock. But if you want, you could throw in John Ossoff as well, who hasn't right. been called yet, but looks like the apparent winner. How did you process that historic and significant victory over the last, I don't know, 15 hours or so? Uh, it was, guys, it was pretty amazing. And, you know, I hit the ground. You know, I have a lot of contacts down there, but I hit the ground on Monday. And I was surprised at the level of attention that everybody had. I mean, you know, obviously Trump being caught on tape, attempting to intimidate and bully 
the, the secretary of state had a huge impact. So everybody was talking about this, this, this election. Everybody was paying attention. I was surprised. I went to uh, the Howard School downtown. It's a big, nice sort of private school. It was about a quarter 20, 30 minutes before the polls closed, and there was hardly anybody there because so many people had early voted. So many people were paying attention. Uh, Latasha Brown, who's a, a, a great sister, fantastic activist and organizer who runs Black Votes Matter, uh, I, I chatted with her. We were doing an interview together, and she said in all of her years, 25, 30 years of doing this kind of election organizing work, she said it's the first time in her life that she went to a state where everybody who she spoke to actually knew there was an election going. Because, you know, we all meet that person is like, oh, wait, there's a mayor's race tomorrow or there's this. No, everybody in Georgia, or, or Metro you were, or Atlanta, you South, runoffs, news election. You were saying runoffs, just generally, you were explaining to us that just generally there's a drop off in turnout. Yeah. For runoffs yeah. in general. That's one of the reasons why you were kind of, temp I remember correctly, Jason, you were kind of tempering your expectations or your enthusiasm yes. that this is going to, you know, be in the bag, despite how dysfunctional the GOP has been throughout this process. You were like, hey, it doesn't work like that in runoffs. So let me give you this example. Uh, from week one to week two, Wonder Woman 84 lost 67% of its box office, right? Because ain't nobody paid attention to, to the backup, right? You, you had the first week and nobody cares. Usually when there's a runoff election, it's like how people respond to a bad movie. Usually you have a 40 to 60% drop off from the main election day voting to the actual runoff. And it looks like right now that this runoff may have somewhere close to 90-something percent of the turnout of the wow. general election in November. That's what we're looking at in some counties. And here's the even crazier part, guys. You know, you have over 120,000 people who didn't bother to vote in November who came out and voted this time, which is the equivalent of skipping a movie and only showing up for the post-credit scenes. Like, that's essentially what you saw in Atlanta. Mm. And it, it was shocking, and it was amazing, and it, there's so many people that, you know, Stacey Abrams, Latasha Brown, Galea, Ense Ufat, um, you know, uh, the ACLU, there's so many people down there. I don't think, I, I don't want people to, to, to forget that it took all of these organizations and millions of dollars and constant work for these Senate candidates to only win by 35,000 and maybe 9,000 votes. That's what it takes yeah. to fight this level of voter suppression. So don't think that this victory means that the battle is over. And it took yeah, incredible you know, campaigns I, I, on the part of both Warnock and yes. Ossoff. Real quick, Michael, before you jump in, just keeping this real time, guys. Uh, Trump has authorized sending the National Guard to Capitol Hill. I think I saw a headline earlier that the Virginia well, governor was sending the right. National Guard to D.C., I think. Why you, why Thank you, you so much. Michael, sorry, just, yeah. yeah. And while that's, people are scaling, the, scaling the, the, the Capitol steps oh, right now and climbing are, on top of the building. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nuts. And, you know, and, and it's funny. When we, we, we talk about these, these pictures that we're seeing right now, contrast the pictures that you're seeing now, and then go to your mind's eye, Doc Johnson, and think of Kelly Leffler yeah. calling Raphael Warnock this radical... <laughs> This radical, mm -hmm. hey, watch out for the Democrats and Purdue right. the same thing. Watch out for the Democrats. You don't want this America. They're going to take that. They're, they're, this is going to be awful. Their leftist agenda. And then let's they're go back riot. to the pictures that we're seeing today. <laughs> right. That's interesting. But, but we have uh, Senator Warnock now. And I'm thinking about all the elements. You named uh, some of the people, some of the organizers who were instrumental in getting him to Washington. How much, how much credit do you give to them? How much credit do you give to... Uh, the Atlanta Dream, Kelly Leffler's team. Yeah, yeah. They stood up and said, "Oh, oh, really, Kelly? 
let's vote Warnock. They wore shirts all Soon to be LeBron James' team. Right, right. <laughs> 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 LeBron's team. <laughs> yeah. And how much, I, and how much in the last uh, element of this, I just want to see how you just kind of parse them out, is, is Donald Trump saying, hey, the election is rigged over and over and over and over. Right. Like, when you look at all of this, this cocktail of, of, of activity, what got us here? How did we get here, do you think? So if, if you go through the pyramid, it starts with the New Georgia Project and Stacey Abrams, because, and I've said this before, if, if after she got robbed in 2018, you know, the last two years of her political life are the living embodiment of the black phrase, I bet, right? Because they robbed her. She's like, okay, okay, <laughs> I bet. See what, see what I do. See what I do. Be right back. So it, yeah, exactly. Be right back. You wait here. So instead yeah. of running for Senate for herself, instead of, of running for president or anything else like that, she got back to work. And what she does, and I think this is really important, is that, is that her organizations make space for other people to come there. It don't have to be about New Georgia Project or, or Fair Fight or Fair Org. Everybody is down there. It's not like somebody is trying to run the state, right? They don't have to run this city. They're just trying to make sure that they run Georgia. So first, it's the organizers who've been doing this for 10 years. Second, I honestly say it's the two candidates. Warnock and Ossoff ran pretty darn flawless campaigns. And Warnock in particular, because he's a NASCAR reference, he was the pace car. He was the pace car. What he was going to be able to do was going to drag Ossoff over the line. So Warnock had the most pressure on him, not just because he was historic, not just because the Republicans decided they were going to run against him the most, but because he was going to be the face that was going to draw African-American voters who were like, ah, I don't really know if this state's going to matter. Then I think you get to Kelly Loeffler and you get to David Perdue. Loeffler was not a good candidate. People forget she never ran for office before. She was appointed. So she was a terrible campaigner. And a lot of the Democrats, a lot of Republicans down there wanted Doug Collins because he was a crazy MAGA guy. Then you go to David Perdue. Look, Perdue, he wasn't chicken, right? He wasn't entirely chicken. But he basically decided, I'm going to play, I'm going to run prevent defense for the last two and a half months. He wouldn't even debate Ossoff because he thought that he could win. Then I think Trump is at the bottom. I think that that would be sort of the list because Trump in the end poisoned the well, but had Leffler and Purdue run better campaigns. I mean, remember, Georgia was red until 15 minutes ago. They yeah. th this is literally and I had a great colleague. You guys might know him, the historian Jelani Cobb. Jelani said, look, oh, yeah. this is literally being up 3-0 in a seven game series and blowing it. And I was like, all mm -hmm. right, well, then that means that, you know, we know Warnock is LeBron and that's probably John Ossoff is, is Delhi, right? Um, because that's the only way that something like this happens. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I was, we, we, were, we went to church earlier before you joined us, Doc, and, and we were talking about just what, how relieved, because it would have been, like, as much as it was about getting Trump and Pence right. out of office and getting Biden and Kamala Harris in, it would have felt sort of empty uh, knowing that there would have been gridlock and, and it wouldn't have been, been able to get a whole lot done in this term had, mm -hmm. you know, Democrats not taken Senate control. So last night, in many respects, was, as we as you pointed out so accurately, an extension of November 3rd. Uh, mm -hmm. But also, too, man, I just, I was feeling like, until today, until these pictures, right. I felt yeah. like it was one of those, like, America, you know, and Americans, or so-called Americans in this case, don't quite know what's best for them. And no. regardless of your political affiliation, People should, if they were reasonable and rational and really about country first, should look at Warnock and Ossoff and be thankful that, you know what, 
A, there'll be some semblance of, we hope, normalcy when it comes to the process in D.C., but also that we have actual servant leaders, mm -hmm. actual public servants, not self-servants, but servant right. leaders taking those Senate seats. And so I guess with all that, you know, I want to ask you, practically speaking, we celebrated the symbolism and the significance of it, but practically speaking, now that Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, because like no more Mitch McConnell as Majority yep. Leader, what does that Move, mean practically get out when the it way. comes? Get out the <laughs> way. <laughs> um, what does it mean practically moving forward as it relates to policy, procedure, and politics once we presumably move past this, the chaos of this crisis that we're in right now? Well, it means it means people are going to get a bigger stimulus check. It means that we'll be able to have the federal funding that we need to get uh, 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 to get the COVID vaccine out there. Uh, it means that we'll actually be able to get some judges in place to uh, protect people's rights. Uh, it means that Biden will be able to actually start his administration. I mean, there's so many different things that can happen now because you're going to have a 50-50 split Senate and Senator, uh, well, soon to be Vice President Harris will be the deciding vote. But before everybody starts getting happy and breaking their arms, patting each other on the back, I have to tell everybody, a, it, the, the center will not hold. OK, we will not have a 50 50 Senate for long. The last time we had this, I've tweeted about it. The last time we had this was 20 years ago, right after George Bush stole his election. And what ended up happening within by May, Jim Jeffords is a Republican. He went from being a Republican to an independent to caucusing with the Democrats. If we have a 50 50 split, the chances are that somebody, either a Democrat or Republican, is going to switch sides. So. While there are great things that we can get policy-wise, like stimulus money and things to improve the economy and ways to do our rollout faster, if the Biden administration doesn't run full speed ahead and try and get as many of these policies passed as soon as they get into the building, assuming the building is still standing, um, there's a very good possibility that, that, that this slight lead could disappear. So the, the, you know, time is of the absolute essence uh, we are facing a very, very dark period in this country. It's not because I want it. It's not because it's some sort of NASCAR, oh, I want to see the crash. It's because we've been seeing this growing for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And so policy is only as powerful as the people who are responsible for implementing it. And so Warnock and Ossoff getting in means we could have policy. But as long as we have crazy governors who are like, uh, what, what you have in, was it in Nebraska right now? We had a governor saying, we're not going to provide the COVID vaccine to non-citizens. If you're undocumented, we're not going to give you the COVID vaccine, as if the virus gives a crap about what country you're from. I didn't know that the virus checked everybody's passport before it killed 320,000 people. My mistake. Maybe if I carry my passport, I'll be fine. So again, at the top, it's great that these two men are in office. But it will not change enough if we don't have an aggressive administration and tamping down the riotous, dangerous, anti-democratic terrorist elements that have pretty much taken over the Republican Party. Uh, Doc, as we speak and as we watch, they, these fools are in people's offices kicking up their feet on their desk, posing for yeah. pictures. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. So listen, man, um, we know you got, we could talk to you all day. We know you got work to do. You got to get back to the TVs, get back to the phones. It would yeah. not be a Jason Johnson appearance on Brother from Another. Especially going into the playoffs, yeah. if we did not it's get, gonna be an upset. So, I mean, you, you, well, I'm picking it up. You got to buy. You gotta gotta buy he probably thinks it's a bye week. He probably thinks it's a bye week. The way you, the way <laughs> you feel lose, about man. Jared Goff, he probably is like, eh, whatever. So go ahead and talk your ish on the front end of of, uh, Look, of Wild Card Weekend. 
I, I feel I feel Walford is is he was cute against the Arizona Cardinals who are still being run uh, by a horrible coach Cliff Kingsbury who never should have gotten that job to begin with. It has now been abundantly clear because I remember a certain Michael Smith trying to suggest to me that Kyler what Murray was the truth, and now we see that Kyler Murray isn't the truth. He is a broken leg version of Russell Wilson. He gets hurt too easy, and he got a bad coach, which means that Wolford's victory with the Rams over the Cardinals doesn't mean anything. He's a terrible quarterback, and the Seattle Seahawks are going to beat him now. I feel this going is, is, forward. Is Goff going to play? I thought there was a chance Goff was going to play. He's definitely no, out? No, okay, I thought there was, no, he's out. He's telling out. Me, I thought there was a chance he's coming yeah. back. All right. So no, no, yeah. he's done. He's he's Goffle. He's done. Ain't nobody coming back from a broken finger. Unless he's Wolverine, ain't nobody coming back from a broken finger that quickly. He's done. Snick, he's yeah. done, right? So I think, I think Seattle pulls it off. The real question is going to be uh, not just Jamal Adams, but what happens to the rest of the NFC, and can anybody get hot enough that they can go in and beat Aaron Rodgers? I've never really believed in the Packers. I believe in Aaron Rodgers. I've never really believed in the Packers. But with them being the only team that's got a bye week, it's really hard to imagine that everybody else who's going to be brutalizing each other this first and second weekend. I mean, you got these tough – you got the Seahawks defense. You got the Rams defense. You got the, the, the Washington football team defense. You got all the these defenses out there, I, I think everybody's going to go into Green Bay beat up, and that's going to be a problem. And by the way, I have to say this real quick because I think Michael, you might have seen this. I might have texted to both of you guys. Uh, the Washington football team made the right decision in getting rid of a particular quarterback, but let's not pretend that that is all at all indicative of how young black men are operating within a league where seventy-seven percent of the employees are African American, and those who want to be African American scolds and use the mistakes oh. of one young man to 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 besmudge oh. everybody okay. else in this league. We know what their Thank agenda's you. about. Thank, Thank you, you for going so there. So, okay, I'm wait so a second. You said we that. got we got a few more minutes. We got a few more minutes. I, so I got I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. Real well, no, quick. no. I mean, no. I mean, I just mean a few more before we go on the break. I mean, so just tell, just real quick. Did you end up talking to Booger McFarlane? Because I know he went. He, he said DM him on Twitter. And if yeah, if you yeah. did, can you so, share it? Uh, I, we have not had a chance to talk yet because I was traveling doing campaign stuff. But he said, "Let's speak." He sent me a a larger. Uh, explanation for his uh, his opinion. Okay. I've not been convinced by said larger explanation, yeah, but we're going to have a conversation. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I, All right, I, keep I'm, us posted. I'm glad you guys are going to have a, a conversation. I was not convinced. His larger explanation, I thought, was worse than his yes. original comment. So, yes. Um, but it, I agree with you there. The only place we disagree, Doc Johnson, is that uh, the Seattle Seahawks are going to lose in their first round game. They're going to get what? shut Johnson. down by that Rams defense. I don't defense. need this violence. Lose. I don't need this violence. I don't need this violence. Aaron Rodgers ain't Always got nothing on see, Russell man. Wilson. <laughs> see you guys. I, I saw the fancy lights hey, come man. on behind you, so I know you got another hit to do. Appreciate you. Peace. Appreciate you, brother. Take it easy. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, They'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. 
but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. Hey, Mike. Um, I don't know about you, um, but for my mental and emotional health, just for a minute, just, just for, for a, a minute, minute. A, a few minutes. And we'll, and we'll get Let's, it. If anything happens, yeah. we'll, we'll be on top of it. Well, because I realized, you know, asking Doc Johnson about uh, about the Seahawks was like, was a nice respite. It's a nice respite. I mean, like, there is chaos going on in the world. The world is on fire right now. Our country's on fire right now. It's been on fire for a while, but D.C. is, yes, is, is in the midst now, of a crisis. Hey, listen. Hey, hey Mike, I just want to say, yeah. you said it the right way. It's been on fire. Now we have an illustration. We've had illustrations before, mm -hmm. but now... People are paying attention, but it has been on fire. Because yeah, the, yeah, when the faces when are, they, are different. When the when the Republican Party said our nominee is Donald John Trump uh, in Cleveland yeah. at the Republican yeah. National Convention, yeah, I think the fire started there. Once a river was on fire in Cleveland, the Cuyahoga River, then uh, a national a national convention and a country caught the fire when that happened. So we could. We could, and we make, we make all our editorial decisions in real time. We could decide to do this for the full two hours, and it would be worthwhile. Not, nothing else seems to matter right now in, in the world and in our, in, and in our lives. However, I, I would, if you're, if you're game, I would like to kind of talk about some sports for a few minutes, just to, you know, just for a, a distraction. Because there, yes. there, there are some sports that I care about. Um, yeah, and some sports it. stories that I care about, and I'm sure you care about as well. So I don't think it, I don't think it's in poor taste to yeah. talk about something else. We'll, I'm sure we'll come back to it, but I just I need a mental break from it for a minute before I really blow a fuse. Most more, more so than I did. I scared my wife slamming the, the table earlier. Um, I saw that. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> so um, now you you, the you Texas made a, you, a, made a uh, you made a reference yesterday to, to West Indian Archie. That that was a uh, that was, yeah, that, was right a, there. A, a, that was a Malcolm that was the Malcolm X Denzel like, but Malcolm you had the number, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but no. So the Texans have a general manager, Nick Casario, former top personnel man with the Patriots. I, I guess you you want to start there. You know him well. Um, yeah, I love to get your thoughts on that development, and I have some thoughts on Deshaun Watson's reaction. His subtweet. Was, was, was it his a not subtweet? so cryptic subtweet. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Um, first of all, th this is you want to talk about something that was pretty obvious and pretty predictable. Uh, the Houston Texans have been trying to hire Nick Casario for two years, and uh, Jack Easterby, who's the interim general manager uh, in Houston, spent six years in New England, starting off as a team chaplain. You want to talk about hashtag 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 life goals? Go from team chaplain to general manager. You can go from uh, from talk show host to general manager too, Mike Smith. Uh, that's the guy you should be following. But Jack Easterby has a good relationship with Nick Casario. And it got so bad that Easterby, when he was picking up his 2018 Super Bowl ring at Robert Kraft's crib, went to his crib, saw Nick Casario there, and started then at a ring ceremony for the Patriots, started recruiting him to be general manager of the Texans. The Patriots claimed foul, tampering. They backed off 
They came back again. They were rejected. And now here they are in 2021, finally, after two or three attempts to get Nick Casario bringing him in. You know, it's so interesting, Mike, and I just want, I want to get your take on this. Nick Casario, I think, is one of those guys, one of those Bill Belichick uh, disciples who stayed too long. If you listen mm -hmm. to him, he sounds like Bill Belichick. I'm not joking. He sounds like Bill Belichick. He's got the same mannerisms. He's got the same speech rhythm as, as, as Belichick. He's been there for 20 years, and he's done a number of roles. He was like one of the first guys to work in the front office and be on the coaching staff. Like, little quick fact, Nick Casario in 2007 was in the front office for the Patriots, but also their wide receivers coach on their, mm. on their team that almost went undefeated. So he's just done a number of things with the Patriots. And what confuses me is how, how much impact, like where, where can, you, can you draw the line and say he brought in these guys for the Patriots or not? It's hard because Belichick is in control. So he was there for a long time, but nobody really knows. Hey, for example, was Rob Gronkowski Nick Casario's draft pick? Uh, was, was Dante Hightower his draft pick? Uh, did he make the decision to draft Sony Michelle over Nick Chubb? Did he draft? He make the decision to draft Nikhil Harry over DK Metcalf? We don't know. So, uh, as I give it to you, maybe that's why uh, Deshaun Watson is looking around saying, "What's going on?" Or maybe Deshaun Watson, to keep it real, it's just sick of Patriots people. He had Billy O'Brien, he had Romeo Cornell, Jack Easterby. Mm. Maybe just sick of the hmm. Patriots connection. Take, can I get another tree? I don't want the Belichick tree. I Just give me something else. I don't know. What do you think? I think a lot of things, but that's a great question, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to answer it, though. But I want before I answer that, I want to go back to yesterday. I want to go back to the ongoing conversation this week about, and everybody's taking their turn doing this, is ranking the best jobs, best coaching and GM jobs, best available right. uh, you know, vacancies. And we had our guy, Charles Robinson, from Yahoo on yesterday, and he laid out why Jacksonville, my team coming into this year, was the best job. Because unlike most organizations um, where there's some kind of staggering when it comes to the highest positions at being GM, coach, quarterback, or most important positions, you, the, the slate is totally clean. So they all come in together. They all come on this train together. They all arrive at the same time. Uh, I've heard, and I think our guy Chris Sims, I've heard people suggest that the Chargers are the most attractive job because of the presence of Justin Herbert. Um, I think that's overthinking it on both fronts because for me, and when this started, uh, when, when, when Bill O'Brien first got hired, it was always going to be hard to top Houston, even despite the lack of draft capital and the damage that Bill O'Brien did to the roster before they finally got rid of him. Because with all due respect to Trevor Lawrence's potential and with all due respect to the rookie season that uh, Justin Herbert just had, when you go into Houston, you have an elite quarterback at 25 years old already there in Deshaun Watson. You have a proven commodity, not a prospect, but a proven commodity. My namesake, one of my favorites, Michael David Smith, over at Pro Football Talk, yeah. laid out how, and I talked about this yesterday, Michael. I, told, I remember I was talking about the numbers that Deshaun Watson put up 
that were as good as anybody in the league this year. Led the league in passing yards, yards per attempt, was second in passer rating, one of three guys at 70%. But Michael Davis Smith does an even better job of laying out how ridiculous Deshaun Watson was despite the Texans' record this year. A record so bad that J.J. Watt went up to him and said, hey, man, look at it. Look, look, look at this, man. Look at this. That's a great, that 4,500 wow, passing yards, 30 touchdowns, and fewer than 10 interceptions, plus 8.5 yards per attempt. Or yards per pass, I beg your pardon. Peyton when he won MVP, Matt Ryan when he won MVP, Rodgers at 11 uh, when he won MVP, I believe it was at 11 when he won it, and Deshaun Watson this year. That's, that's the rarefied air that, that Deshaun Watson was in this year. And so when you talk about what's the best job, again, I know Houston doesn't have a lot of draft picks to work with at the moment, but they have Deshaun Watson. It's not a projection like it is with Trevor Lawrence or perhaps Justin Fields or, or Zach Wilson in New York or somewhere like that. Or even, or even you know, uh, Justin Herbert after one year. Great year, but nonetheless, one year. You got a stud quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Your job is done for you at that position for the long term. So here's, but here's the thing. Now the Texans have gone and messed that up. And Michael, I'm not so sure if it's about another Patriot presence at the top of the organizational chart. I wonder, I wonder if Deshaun Watson knew that this was the direction that they were going in. Yeah. I wonder if he even knew. Because remember the reports about Cal McNair saying that Deshaun Watson was going to be consulted and, and a part of the process for a new coach and general manager? I wonder if they didn't fool around and pissed off the face of the franchise. And have I they, think they probably I consulted if, him. They just didn't do I, what he said. I don't know. I don't know him. if they did or not. Because let me tell you something, Deshaun Watson, okay, because here's why I don't know that they did. Deshaun Watson, you know this, I know this, and, so, and to some extent, I know it from, you know, first-hand knowledge of just being around him a little bit. I haven't talked to him about this, but Deshaun Watson is as polished and as calculated as they come when it comes to PR and what he says. He's almost programmed. And I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, he's just so, right. he's as smooth he's as a podium as he is in the pocket. He would not have tweeted that. Ain't nothing cryptic about it. He would not have tweeted that when he did if, if something weren't wrong with this. And if he knew this was coming, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have said some things never change in response to something he knew was coming. I don't At think. At almost midnight. At almost midnight. I so, think. And that news I'm broke. I'm just guessing here. broke late last night. I'm just guessing here that this, because it, it he, I think he found out like the rest of us. Same way he found out that Deshaun, DeAndre Hopkins was traded to Arizona. I think, I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm spitballing here. I think That's that right. Houston has alienated their quarterback by not keeping him in the loop. They're facing the franchise, who they said, who Cal McNair said, we're going we gonna, we gonna to do this with you. Because if, if he knew that it was going to be Nick Casario, and whether you're good with it or not, I don't, I don't think he. I don't think he subtweets in that case. So now, with, if you're the Texans, you have hired a, a guy who, to answer your question, Michael, how qualified is he? 
I mean, he comes from the Patriots. I'm, I'm sure he knows his stuff, but it's the same question we ask coaches of the Patriots. Are you what are you what, are you sure you know what you're getting? Because you ain't at bringing least, Belichick. But at least with it's you. different with coaches. At least you can look at their positional groups. Like Bill Belichick can't coach the he can leave the entire team, but he can't go in and I'm gonna coach the receivers the same time I coach the linebackers, the same time I'm over special teams, and I'm gonna look at the quarterback. Yes, and you yes and no, it. though, Michael, because even then, the, even that coach is still in that incubator, and he's still a part of an organization that up until this year had the greatest quarterback of all time covering up for a lot of shortcomings as we've articulated all year. So, but you're right. With coaching, at least it's a little more tangible. With Nick, it's, it's another step removed because not only are you not coaching those players except for 07, we don't know how much you're actually picking those players for you better yeah, or you for don't worse. Have to say that. But now the you one, thing you, the one asset the you know you have, the one asset you know you have in Houston, you, you, you may have made him unhappy by this move. And that, to me... Is is a bigger story than who's the GM. It's like like JJ Watt said, we just wasted one of your years. How are they gonna get the most out of this quarterback who's already one of the best in the league? And he is at home watching Josh Allen, watching Patrick Mahomes, watching Lamar Jackson, watching Baker Mayfield, watching all his contemporaries in the AFC in the playoffs, and he's at home through no fault of his own. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, first of all, I, I want to say, since we talk about Houston so much, Houston has about a half dozen sports radio stations. You know that? I, I think they have the most uh, sports talk shows, uh, sports, uh, talk shows in, in the country. Sports talk, like sports I radio. Know, I didn't know that. It, they got like five of them. And so I feel like Holly and Smith, brother from another, we can get a weekend gig in Houston. Like We part of the media in Houston. Yo. You don't like, need no more jobs, Michael. You don't need no more jobs. Give me another one. In living, give me the, another the, one. The, 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 the hit show in living color used to do a segment about people like you. You don't I need know. no more jobs. Okay. I know. By Look, the way, speaking I, of I, jobs, I, do you know do you know I the one team? Do you know the one team that has not, to my knowledge, requested permission to interview Eric B. Enemy? Uh that would be would it be the uh Houston Texans? Is it the Texans? It's the one team we're talking about right now. Now, I guess if somebody wow. said, hey, we want to get a GM in place, blah, blah, blah. You have a window to interview Eric B. Enemy. They haven't done it. They haven't even requested Well, Well, I'll say this, though. <clears throat> you, you mentioned all these things that you mentioned about Houston. That, that tells me why it's not the best job out there. You know, Jacksonville, it's, it's easy to say Jacksonville. You got the number one pick in the draft. You got multiple picks. Uh, you, you've got, uh, you just got a clean slate in Jacksonville. And an owner who's willing to spend money, as long as you kind of Whisper in his ear every now and then and tell him what you're doing, which I'm cool with. Oh, 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 that, oh that's uh, what it is now? I'm sorry. That wasn't what you led the show with yesterday. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. I said I, no, I, that is I get not it. what you said. I get you it. You didn't say whisper in his ear and keep him in a loop on what you're doing. But okay, continue. Keep cooking. All right. But the Houston Texans don't have their first round pick. They don't have their second round pick. They don't have any type of, of front office unity. You know, Burt Breer, who you know pretty well, mm -hmm. uh, Burt Breer of the MMQB, suggested last night, not just suggested, he said last night that Jack Easterby won a power struggle, because yet another power struggle. He won one power struggle over Bill O'Brien. Um, then this power struggle, it was, maybe this is what Deshaun Watson's referring to. You know, Cal McNair says, we're going to do this thing different. We're going we're to consult you, want to know what you think. 
they brought in a search firm to look at general managing candidates. Nick Casario was not one of their recommendations from the search firm. Jack Easterby looks at the search firm, sees their names. That's not necessarily who he's down with. He goes with Casario, and he gets the go-ahead. He gets the green light to bring in his guy, and the search firm is undermined, and probably, by extension, so is Deshaun Watson. That's a mess. Houston's a mess. And I know Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback, but he does not uh, play for a great organization. I wouldn't say it's the worst job, but out of those six that are available, it's probably number four or number five. And only reason it's number four, number five, because you've got a, a quarterback who's dynamic. Yep. So that first round pick that they don't have, of course, went to the Dolphins uh, for um, Laramie Tunsil. Um, and so now the Dolphins Oof. just missed the playoffs and have the third overall pick. Terrible um, Terrible. In the draft. Um, I am going to tee up one of your And their second round pick. Typically. Yeah. And no second and, round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. After having them both last year. Um, I after having the first round pick last year. I'm gonna tee up one of your um your feed items. I don't typically do this, but I'm gonna tee it up by transitioning to last night's Heisman news uh hmm. of Devontae Smith becoming the rare wide receiver uh to win the Heisman trophy. He was dynamic, to say the least, for Alabama. Um We'll see what he does against your Buckeyes. So I know you're not rooting for him this coming week. But the Dolphins have an opportunity because you also had Chris Greer in Miami come out and state, hey, two is our quarterback. You know, stop the speculation about what we might do at three. Two is our quarterback. They have an opportunity to reunite Tua with Devontae Smith. Some would say Devontae Smith isn't, he might have been the best player in the country this year. Some would say he's not the best wide receiver in the in the draft. Some would, uh, would give that designation to Jamar Chase, who opted out after winning the Blitnikoff Award and balling out with Joe Burrow last year. So, but if I'm Miami and I'm committed to Tua, I am going to accelerate his learning curve that much more uh, by taking Devontae Smith. If, if I can get it, if I got to take him at three, I'll take him at three. Mm. And I know wide receivers, you don't typically take that high, especially in deep deep wide receiver drafts like this one and like we've seen in recent years. But this kid... Like last year. Strikes me as... Last year's too. Yeah. Yeah. This kid's special. It's a deep... It's a huge position of need for them. So three may feel rich for a wide receiver, but I think it's more than that. It's like I I said about about Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee. When they made the trade for Drew Holiday, they were making it, they were really keeping Giannis Antetokounmpo more than they were just acquiring Drew Holiday. Likewise, I think if you're the Dolphins, you're not just drafting a player, you are supporting and 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 uh you know helping to maintain and improve upon your investment of the fifth overall pick last year of Tua Tungabaloa by getting him a receiver with whom he's already familiar. They already have a chemistry, a familiarity, a relationship. Bring that board to Miami, is all I'm saying. I, I got to tell you, <laughs> uh, you know who I'm rooting for on Monday, but I love watching Devontae Smith play. I, I like watching Alabama. I mean, I just like their program. I like the uh, their ability to just run away from teams. It's, it's sudden. Sometimes you, 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 look at, you look at the game, you say, okay, it's going to be pretty competitive. And you look nine or ten minutes later, 
and they were up by three touchdowns. They have blown everybody out this year. Uh, they, had a, they had a shootout with Ole Miss. Uh, that was a, a bit of a surprise. But they've taken on some good teams, and they have run all over them, whether it was Notre Dame, Texas A&M. They just have just played uh, great all year. So props to Devontae Smith, who I think is going to be a good pro, uh, as, as most uh, Alabama wide receivers are. Uh, shout out Julio Jones and many others. And, and Heisman Trophy winners like Derrick Henry, King Henry. Like, it's got so much talent at Alabama. That's the good stuff. Mike, I just want to know this. I have nay social media. Nick Saban's daughter. You see this? Nick Saban's daughter went on social media and said, uh, Ohio State is using COVID as an excuse. Why do people say that? Um, Ohio State is using COVID as an excuse. They're really trying to get their quarterback healthy uh, so to make sure he's good for the national championship game. And so she's tweeting all this stuff out. Then she deletes it. Then she comes back and says how hurtful it is. Now, I'm not here to scold a grown woman for going on Twitter to talk about Ohio State. I'm not here even to talk about the, uh, the not surprising SEC arrogance rearing its ugly head for the 725th time. What I want to ask you is, when you get, when you're in your feelings, do you instinctively, let's say you're having a bad day, and something just really agitates you. I, I guess I'm just wired a different way. Do you instinctively pick up your phone and tweet about it? No, Are I you a know. teenager? Like, what is yeah. that? What is that? I, be, I, like, barely, what? I barely tweet at all. Yeah. I right, what, why, why do, I, I'm just saying, I need you to help me. Why do people do that? <laughs> What is that? Yeah. yeah. You've got then, to. Well, why not just, why not say that to your husband? You know what? Ohio State has some chumps. And, but you got to go on Twitter and just right. say it. And, I got to get this off some, my chest. I got it. Why? People need to hear this. And, <laughs> and, and, and don't you, at some point, as, as, you, as you got it on the iPhone, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. How's that sound? <laughs> I mean, right. but. I, I don't know, is it, is it the journalist in us, Mike? Because I, I, I had a college professor who used to say, he, no matter what, he said, I don't care if you are writing a note to a family member. I don't care if it's just a paragraph. I want you to copy edit everything. I want you to look over everything before you send it. So that's what, I mean, I do that. When, if you look over it, when you say, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to send this. It's just a bad look. Is, it, is, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is this, uh, is this actually, is this, is I'm this necessary? I just wonder where that comes from. I'm not even offended by the necessary? suggestion. I'm just yeah. amazed that this happens to not people Not to mention this is daughter. Not to mention this is daughter. Like, yeah, look, maybe, you, maybe you're talking to your friends in the program. Maybe you're talking to Pops. Maybe you're talking to Miss Terry. I don't know if that's how y'all really <laughs> feel, but you right. would think that you would know that this ain't, this ain't, this ain't it. Not in this family. Yeah. I don't need this. It's called data. Because you put it out there and then to delete it. Ain't no such thing as deleting tweets nowadays. Yeah, it may not be on your timeline, but it's there. It ain't going nowhere. You know, once, once you Did put you? it there, I mean, so you didn't post it with the intention of deleting it. And to your point, if you were going to delete it, you probably shouldn't have posted it anyway. So Right. Didn't they learn from never, Dabble? I think the old rule once upon a time was never tweet. So go ahead. What's, what's that? They li- nobody learned from Dabble, huh? Don't, don't, they, they just use all that stuff. They use all that stuff again. Yeah. So that's gonna be yeah. that's gonna come up on Tuesday or Monday night, late Monday night, early Tuesday, after the game. 
I'm not making any predictions, but after the game, I'm sure it'll come up. I am making a prediction. They're going to win. Uh, yeah. I'm I, back yeah. on the bandwagon, Mike. I'm back on All the right, bandwagon. Let's, 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 hit, let, let's hit this break, man. This is good. This is oh, good. I, actually, I do, I do want to do some more sports. We'll get back to the real world in a second. Yeah. But I do want to do a little more sports. Because we got, we got some journalistic integrity to try to maintain as best we can at this point. Um, got to present both sides. You know, got to hear both sides. Okay. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. All right, Mike. So the NFL story of the week, the dominant NFL story of the week so far, um, has not been the playoff field, the wild card games that we're going to see coming up this weekend, including Brown Steelers on Sunday night, after which we will have a brother from another post-game special putting us to work. You ain't tell me all Take that. You, a you, nap. You, on Sunday, you me, you ain't take a nap. You ain't tell me all that. You, you ain't tell me we was, we was doing post-game shows out this month. <laughs> but I'm here for it. Come on, this is good. Fired up. You know what this is? This speaks to your. This speaks to the versatility of your skill set. Like uh, hey, we gotta, we gotta, we got a weapon like Michael Smith. We gotta use them gotta all use over me. the field. You gotta use me exactly. You gotta use me. You gotta line me up in different places. So, um, but the dominant story has been uh, Sunday Night Football. The fallout from Philadelphia tanking um, mid-game and determining that it wasn't worth it to try to beat uh, the football team, even though they were trailing by three, and they pulled Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld. Um, Because the priority was getting Nate Sudfeld some burn. Um, And so we have roasted, the country has been roasting Doug Peterson ever since. So there were some reports that players, defensive players, had to be restrained yeah. or something to that effect from approaching Doug Peterson. But there were also reports that on the sideline, veteran center Jason Kelsey confronted Doug Peterson. Those are the reports. Well, word confronted. Yes. J- well, Jason Kelsey, he spoke for the record or wrote for the record uh, on Instagram. So uh, get comfortable. We're going to do a little reading right quick. Here we go. Thought I would clear the air just to clarify and more accurately depict what happened during the game on Sunday. At the end of the third quarter, I was told on the bench that Sudfeld was going in the game. I went up to Doug and asked him if he was taking Hurts out. He said, yes, I think Nate's earned the right to play. I said, everyone else is staying in? He said, absolutely. I then went to find Suddy, started taking snaps on the sideline with him, called the other linemen over, and had them listen to his snap count to make sure everyone was on the rhythm of his cadence and then went out for the next drive. 
Kelsey continues, at no point was anything from me or anyone else confrontational. We all knew leading into the game that Sudfeld was told to be ready to play and that Doug wanted to see what he could do in a game situation. All of us during the week leading up were excited for Nate, a guy that has been with us for four years to get an opportunity in a real game to show the world what he can do. We all have complete confidence in Nate as a player. There's a reason he's been here this long and a reason the team brought him back. And that's because we feel like Nate is a guy we can win with. I understand the optics of how it looked, and I'd be lying if I wasn't a little surprised given the circumstances that the move happened when it did. But every one of us did our best, and all of us believe when we, that we can win with Nate Sudfeld. It was a difficult situation to be put into, especially when you have a 10-year veteran center who doesn't snap the ball to you accurately on your second drive of the game. I know we can win games with Nate because I know Suddy can play. It didn't work out Sunday, but as always, that's not just on him. Uh, Michael, I'll just say Jason Kelsey most definitely has a career in politics when his playing days are over. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's great. The, 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 the good kind of politics. Not, not the kind of politics that we're seeing today, right? Right. So, Mike, this does not change. You asked me if it changed, or I think you, a couple of minutes ago, does it change the way you feel about the situation? Does not change yeah, the way I, I feel I'm about sorry, it. during the break I did, yeah. Does it change how you feel about yeah. it? This, not, not that he's said his piece. Do you feel, does it change no, the I, I love, the I, I love, I love what Jason Kelsey said there. And not only do I love that, I love what he said a couple of weeks ago, do you, do you remember this? He was talking about tanking in the NFL. This is long before we, we had Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia and the Washington football team on the national radar. He had this conversation about what they were playing for. And, and he had this very eloquent kind of statement, this monologue about you, you go out there to win. You go out there to win, whether you're fighting for the playoffs, you go out there to win. As soon as, anytime you lace them up, doesn't matter because that's what we do in this game. We're just trying to win. So I think that's who he is. Um, and so I've always been a fan of his. I'm a fan of his, just his whole sen sensibility. And him, I think him that's and his how brother. he feels. Yeah. What's that? Him well, and his brother. I don't know about that. I, I, think, I think Jason Jason has got the career in politics and, and Travis, Travis has the career entertainment. in entertainment. entertainment. Entertainment, yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. Everything he said there is true, but it doesn't change anything. We were told to be prepared that, that, that Sudfeld will be in the game. I don't think he said Sudfeld's coming in the game. We're going to be down by three with a chance to, to tie right. or take the lead. Right. So, right. yeah, you were told he could go in the game, but I'm thinking maybe you're told he could go in the game. It gets out of hand. You're blowing them out. You're getting blown out. Okay, put him in there for a couple of drives, a couple of series to see what he can do. And no, you're not confronting the coach. And that you let yourself off the hook there, that it's not a confrontation, but you didn't. But you came back and told us that you were a little surprised at, at Sudfeld going into the game, even though you were told to expect it. So if you put all those, uh, th those uh, circumstantial pieces together, I think the story remains the same, that Doug Peterson did not give his team the best chance to win there, and Jason Kelsey from what I'm able to hear, not putting words in his mouth, going based on what he has written and what he has said, he seems to be a guy who is all about winning no matter what the circumstance is. And, and Doug Peterson didn't show us that on Sunday night.
And there's also, I mean, we, we heard Miles Sanders say something different yesterday, which we respond, we reacted to, you know, that nobody liked it, uh, you know, and, and people were surprised. Um, so I'll say this is a good job on the part of Jason Kelsey. He's being a good teammate. He's being a good soldier. Yep. He's being a good eagle. Good teammate. Okay. Um, so I appreciate what he was trying to do here. I think the thing is, so it, it doesn't change what we saw and how it felt. Uh, it doesn't change. I'm sorry. With all due respect to Nate Sudfeld, I mean, I quote Unforgiven. I, I, love the, I love to quote Unforgiven. I love to quote the why. It deserves got nothing to do with it. Okay? Like, Jalen Hurts deserved to try to win the game. Your organization deserved to see if Jalen Hurts could give you something to think about this offseason if you aren't already thinking about moving on from Carson Wentz. The rest of those players deserve to have their efforts that weekend earlier in that game to make it a three-point game. They deserve to experience a win. They deserve the same type of jubilation that people like me didn't care that the Jets experienced when they got their first win against the Rams. Okay, They didn't go through practice and all week thinking, we're just going to throw this game to get Nate Sudfeld some run. You know, um, so it's not just about one guy. So with all due respect to Nate Sunfeld, yeah, he might be a good backup, he might be a good teammate. He might be, if you thought you could win with Nate Sunfeld, Nate Sunfeld, if anybody thought they could win with Nate Sunfeld, he'd have been playing by now. Okay, so let's, let's just miss me with the <laughs> right. Nate Sunfeld appreciation right. tour here. Okay, he's not, you know, he ain't Tony Romo waiting for his opportunity. Okay. Um, however, all that having been said, moving forward, I think, this goes back to the conversation you and I had yesterday, which was, what does this mean for Doug Peterson? What does it mean for that locker room? And I think what ends up happening instinctively, when, when one of theirs is under attack, and to this point, there's never been any kind of rumblings. You know, there was one report about the fractured relationship between Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. There's no rumblings that the team had quit on Doug Peterson or didn't like Doug Peterson or it turned on Doug Peterson, or he had lost the team prior to this week. And so when one of theirs is under attack, that's what they do. So I, I go back to, I don't think, I, get, I don't think, I think to me, what Jason Kelsey wrote speaks to what I was saying to you yesterday is I don't think it's over for Doug Peterson based on Sunday in terms of his locker room credibility. I think there is some healing to be done, and there are some still raw emotions but I do believe that certain veteran players, some, some may never forgive him, but veteran players, professionals, will move forward yeah. so long as they're put in position to succeed, unlike Okay, Sunday. there we go. Right. As long as they're put in position to succeed. Uh, one, and I'm going to be in conversation uh, with the lower third here, and maybe I missed it. I don't think Jason Kelsey said no Eagles were confrontational. I don't I think, think he said, said I wasn't I think he said, he said I wasn't I think he said he wasn't. Right. That, now, okay, that, that, that's the way I read it. He wasn't confrontational. Right. And so when you said hey, they, they circle, they circle the wagons and, and protect their own. No, I think he's protecting himself because he doesn't want to be lumped in as somebody who was going at the coach. So he cleared his own name and he stood up for a teammate. He stood up for but in, but in the process, but in the process by saying that, hey, everybody knew what, what the deal was, 
I think implicitly that's him saying, listen, no, guys, this wasn't, he said everybody this wasn't as was bad as we made out to be. that Nate could be in the game. Not flat out, we're putting Nate in the game no matter what. If it's a tie game and we got a chance to win it, Nate's going to be in there on that final drive. Nobody said he, okay. we were told okay. that it could happen. No, you're but, right. It's not a complete think, uh, absolution. He's, you're right. He's not absolving him for the way he handled mm -hmm. it. And he even does say, he even does say, we read the whole thing word for word. He does say it was a tough position to be put in. You know, it, it, was, it was weird for how I understand the optics. So, again, very politically correct, but you're right. He, he, he chose his words and wrote, wrote those words very carefully. He wasn't saying, carefully. hey, back off my coach. You're right. And I think, I think Mike, in an organization, in football, we all say it. Okay, what's, what's the three most important things you got to have in football? You got to have good ownership. You got to have a good head coach. You got to have a good quarterback. And you put those, those are your three pillars of the organization, and then everything else is built around there. So ownership, no problem. Maybe ownership and the head coach slash front office, ownership, front office, head coach, they're all in concert. And, and maybe Doug Peterson was told, hey, if you need to go out there and develop guys instead of just winning the game, it's all right. Not necessarily lose the game, but if you do lose the game and you develop people, that's a win for the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe he was told that. So that's all set. But I'm telling you that trust is a big part of these relationships, and Doug Peterson already doesn't have trust with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz doesn't trust and wants to be traded. He, we've, we've heard that a couple of times down the stretch. Hey, I don't want to be a backup. Uh, this relationship is irreparable with Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts, I don't know how he feels about Doug Peterson. I'm guessing he's not very happy about it, that in the fourth quarter – a competitor, your starting quarterback, down by three points, is removed from the game uh, and, and replaced by the third-string quarterback. That's who he is, the third-string guy. Carson was un, uh, inactive that game, so he was a backup. But Nate Sudfeld is not their backup. He's their third quarterback. Yeah. And he's, re he's replacing your starter, your starter who had given you two touchdowns. I'm sorry. Like, Doug Peterson, if he doesn't... If he just says, I said what I said and I'm done with it, then he's done. The only way, as I said to you yesterday, the only way he gets so that kind of atonement. back is yeah. he got, he's got to just come up and say, look, I was wrong. Or this is why I did what I did. And be, and be real about it. Because if you don't have trust, you don't have a team. And I know professionals yeah. and all this stuff. We're professionals too. Everybody's a professional, but there's some bosses that you just don't perform for because you don't trust them. Yeah, but there's but some organizations think, that are dysfunctional this, because people in this, charge this, this set don't of have your best interests. This set of circumstances was so unique. I don't think it's something that you could extrapolate and say this is some kind of referendum or some kind of a flaw, inherent flaw in how Doug Peterson approaches his job. In other words, Ooh. it's like okay, you're you're out of it. There's a, a overall organizational mandate that, hey, we're going to play Nate Sudfeld, even if it costs us a win, and we really would prefer the sixth pick versus the ninth pick. I don't think that that's something that you could, if you're a player, again, I'm just, I'm spitballing, if you're a player, you could step back and be like, man, you know what? I can't trust Doug Peterson now because, like, you know, come next year, I don't know if he calling plays, if he's if he trying to throw games or, or if he's, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know that, yeah. I don't know that it's, it's, I do. I, it's, I do. These, I think these so. circumstances. You know why? You know how? Do, how you know what players? It's not like he doesn't have a record to this point. It's not like now. I sound like I'm defending Doug Peterson. It's not like he doesn't have yeah, a record are, to this no, point. You, no, you don't sound to like the contrary. You're doing it. 
You're doing a good job. No, but I'm, you, but, you I, but I'm I'm, I, I'm saying it's not like oh this is who he is. This is how he. Is. This is. It's not like this is some. Listen, it's not a good look for him. But I, I'm not sure if it's necessarily reflective of the way he goes about his job. I think all they have to trust is that he is doing what's best for the team. You know, when it comes to this year, the job. This In this year, instance, he, he may has... not have. And by the way, I don't care if Carlson, honestly, I don't care if Carlson Wentz don't trust him. So what? Okay. Play better. All right. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have this problem. Okay. You want to get traded? Oh, okay. okay. No that problem. sounds good. Sure. That sounds good. <laughs> uh, this year, four wins, uh, two two quarterbacks who probably are looking at him a little sideways, one much more than the other. And wait, which the one? game. What? Well, well, oh, I'm about to say, because. Well, than... I mean, listen, Hertz was literally looking at him sideways on the sideline when yeah. he pulled him. So, okay. <laughs> so he's yeah, got so... his two top quarterbacks are saying, yeah. what are you thinking? What are you doing? For different reasons. One guy lost his job. The other guy lost his job in the fourth quarter. And then got it back. I, you know, okay. Um, so you have that, that, that situation with the quarterbacks. You've got that game against Washington. But larger than that, look, players, what are play, players don't care about the draft. No, they don't. Like, it, I, used to, I, I, I used to say to uh, some players all the time, when I was working on uh, one of the books, I said, uh, just trying to trying to uh, be, a little, speaking of being political, I was trying to be a little political because I had some access that I, I, I gave my word that I was not going to give up some of the, yes. all the things that I saw, okay, until yeah. the, it was time for publication. So I saw some things, but then I'd see the players, and I just said to them, wow, it's amazing that you come in to the facility, you come in on the first floor. On the first floor, it's all about football operations and meeting rooms and the cafeteria and hanging out and you're, and you're bonding with your coaches, your positional coaches. But one floor above you, there are dozens of people who come in every day looking to replace you. That's what happens with the scouting department. They're coming in, the draft, you know, we get excited about the draft. Players look at the draft and say, that's, they got eight draft picks, that's eight opportunities for somebody to replace me. I don't yeah. care about the draft. And so if Doug Peterson is thinking about the draft, when they're going out there trying to win a game, then he's somehow, he's not with us. He's not one of us, right. No, because it's supposed to be the, lock, it's supposed to be the locker room. It's supposed to be the locker room versus the people upstairs. You're right. I just don't see this situation replicating itself as the only, this is me being an inter, eternal optimist. I just don't see these circumstances. I like your optimism. Itself. I like it. Yeah. This is a day for optimism. We need opti We need some optimists. Well, we're gonna, we gonna go said, back. We're gonna finish. We're gonna finish the show where we started, though. We need some little D uh, Democrats too. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. 
Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. All right, since we took our break from uh, real world and got to talking about sports, a lot has happened. I mean, including this incredible scene. We mentioned it's uh, one person to make confirmed shot. This is a this is what I was refer- referring to earlier. We were talking to Jason Johnson, uh, the security guard, trying to hold back protesters. He's going to end up being chased up the steps. Um, so earlier, uh, Trump address the crowd saying we will never concede. Biden, uh, within our show, has spoken and called on Trump uh, to demand an end to this siege. Trump gave a statement, said to go home, but we love you and you're special. Wow. You're very special. That's what he told the armed insurrectionists, these sociopaths. Uh, that are storming the Capitol and causing all this chaos. Um, And it was organized on social media, by the way, according to the New York Times. The storming of the Capitol was organized on social media. As a matter of fact, Facebook banned a page organizing uh, these these insurrection attempts. Uh, I mean, look at this. This is, is, you want to talk about, like, desecrating and disrespecting you know, our, our, our offices. I mean, it's, this is what it's come to. This is America. This is what it's come yeah. to. This is what yeah. it's come to, Michael. And I just want to, um, I want to post, uh, well, that says it all. Uh, yeah, there it picture. is. That's it. Um, Ilhan Omar, Representative Ilhan Omar, um, she said, I am drawing up articles of impeachment. This is about 10 minutes ago, Mike. I'm drawing up articles of impeachment. Donald J. Trump should be impeached by the House of Representatives and removed from office by the United States Senate. We can't allow him to remain in office. It's a matter of preserving our republic, and we need to fulfill our oath. Um, and around this time yesterday, Michael, just like I want to kind of connect this to the last 24 hours, if I may, before I pass it to you. Uh, I saw, I don't know if you noticed, I paused and I was looking at I was looking at my computer. I saw the news that the officer in Jacob Blake's shooting in Kenosha would not be charged. And I was like, do I want to bring this up now at the end of the show or wait till tomorrow? We, we're just now getting to, getting to it at the end of the show. But I, I'm only saying it to say this. You know, all of this is interconnected. And my disappointment in this case, it's not really disappointment, I guess, because I'm not, I'm not surprised. I guess just for once, Michael, I would love for America to surprise me. Please surprise me just once. Like, yeah. I, I, I realize I'm so sick of an officer getting off with not lesser charges, not reduced charges, but no charges, nothing. nothing. Breonna Taylor, oh no, wait, we shot into a wall. Jacob Blake, who, by the way, as much as this was, this uh, George Floyd was the catalyst for this summer, sports stopped, stopped. when Jacob Blake was shot. Stop. Seven times. Seven times. Uh, he may not walk again. Uh, he was shot in front of his uh, children. <laughs> No, and Michael, no like, charges. Just some charges, and, and how please. about the logic? Something. Did you, 
Mike, how about the logic, though? I, I want you to continue, but I, I just want to point out... No, no, go ahead. You got it. The illogic of... of, of, of the... Of the, 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 the prosecuting... Of the, the district attorney uh, who says, I don't know if I can win this. I mean, that, that was... So they, always fall, know, they always fall back on that. They always fall I back can't, on that. I, I can't... I can't charge him. I can't charge him because... I, I don't think there's any argument that it wasn't self-defense. Because they want to so, maintain their record. You can charge him. You just may not win, but you can charge him. You can indict. Right, so afraid you can indict a ham sandwich, they say. You can do don't, what you want. Right, you, you know, don't do But that. you know why? Why? I, I'm, I'm sorry. I was going to say, you know why? Because it's really about the court of public opinion. And here's why there's no charges in this case and why, there's all, why, we, why we never get justice, true justice, because you're right, Jacob Blake will never, may never walk again. And, it, and he's forever traumatized, uh, you know, let alone compromised. And the, Michael, and the in America, too. Right and the children, children too, thank you. In America, there are no charges because in America, brutalizing black people is not considered criminal. It's, it's the American way. It's, it's, it's not, it, it, it may be written as illegal, but at the end of the day, America is all too accepting of black people being brutalized which is why there's this juxtaposition between the protest and what we're seeing today versus what we saw when we were, when we were screaming and, and begging and pleading for black lives to actually matter in this country. Because it's just, it's just okay. It's always okay. Because you can't, you know why you can't win it? Because there's always some justification for shooting us. And you know, and, and, it's, and it's, really, it's really terrible. You think about this. There, and, and nobody, unfortunately, unfortunately, I said to uh, uh, Courtney and Gary, uh, our, our two producers, said to them early this morning, I have no words. I do have words. Mm -hmm. But I, I shouldn't, I, but I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to say Do you that. find that those words are repetitive? That's my thing. It, it, they are. It's, all, and, like, and it's, just, no, it's a different verse to the same song and it's a broken record. And you can't tell people, you're not, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and waste my time explaining something that has been explained very well by those who are much more eloquent, much more intelligent than I. Uh, you, over the years, whether it's the fire next time from James Baldwin or, or uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates uh, with his, with his uh, conversation with Baldwin in his book, Between the World and Me. Well, There's so many examples over the years from poets and preachers and scholars like, okay, I, you know. Like, anybody who doesn't know, you should know already. You don't need uh, Michael Holly and Michael Smith, a brother no, from they, the they know. They know they just don't care. Yeah, right, to tell you. But I, I think it's just so, it's so pathetic because you look at Kenosha and everything that it entailed. It was Jacob Blake being shot in front of his children. It was Kyle Rittenhouse killing someone and then being applauded by the president Ooh. of the United States he pleaded right. not guilty yesterday. He pleaded not guilty right. yesterday. Not surprisingly. But again, okay. to most Americans, he's not. He's a hero. Defended. To Defended by the president of the United States. Hey, he's just a kid. Yeah. All right. And let's just go back to what we're seeing right now at the Capitol building and what we saw today. We saw people who are, who are unconcerned about any type of norms, they just wanted to go in. They didn't. They don't care about democracy.
They don't care about helping people, but they will, I don't know if history will remember them as thugs. I don't know if history will remember them as violent. And then, so you turn it around. It's just so interesting that this, this, the the double standard that continues to exist in this country. When when the Black Panthers stood in the California assembly with guns, oh, wait a minute, they're violent. Nobody cared about their their programs to feed the community. Nobody cared about their demands yeah. for justice and to be treated with humanity. It was all I don't think, about I don't the think they care about the hypocrisy. I don't violence. think they care about the inconsistency. I don't think right, which which that's what this is all built on. The threat yeah. of, of of black violence. We are Who's a threat, radical. And, and 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 this is a manifestation of it. What we're who seeing the in the Capitol is a manifestation of it. Who are, who are the real radicals? Who, you know, who are the real radicals? Um, most important. Development, uh, I want to make sure we point it out. Uh, I'm sure you've been following it, too. But it is official. John Ossoff has defeated David Perdue. Um, so Ossoff, Warnock. This day uh, wasn't supposed to be about chaos at the Capitol. Wasn't supposed to be about um, the formality that it is, the certification of the Electoral College votes turning, you know, de- devolving and being reduced to this pathetic scene of so-called patriotism. It was supposed to be about Georgia, and we did it. They did it. Thank you to all the organizers, people on the ground, the voters. We did it, Mike. Pray for our country, too, man. Pray for our country. Take care. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.